Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. Thank you for your help, Lord. <laughs> so this is one of those days where we're going to wing it. I think everybody has said that to me today. We're just winging it. We're just winging it. That's like the motto of today. You know, um, you know on Facebook, everybody's always doing hashtags. <laughs> today is hashtag winging it. <laughs> so I think we should do that. But I think every person that I've talked to today has told me that. So it's going to be a good day. And you know why? Because it's off the cuff. And those are the best days because I can bring things out of my heart to you and from the heart of God. And that's what we really want is the heart of God helping us uh, every day. And so uh, we'll go ahead and get started. But um, uh, we're coming into the 21 days of prayer and fasting and so I'm just going to talk to you. I've got pastor's notes today, and so they're going to be really good. And he's going to make me look really good <laughs> and very highly educated today. <laughs> but we have his notes, and then I added some things at the end that I believe is the heart of God for you, for you, for you, for your home, for your marriage, for your children. And it's uh, a good word for us to stand on coming into next year. And so I'm excited about that. We're going to take communion today as a family. Uh, because, you know, uh, at the ladies' meeting we had uh, a couple weeks ago now, I said, you know what? Uh, we are more spiritual. We ha our relationship is more spiritual than natural. Even though we're naturally friends and uh, we do life together, but we're more, we have a spiritual relationship, which means when someone's gone on this earth, they're going to heaven if they, if they believe Jesus. But in our church, we're more spiritual than we are natural. So you're my sister in Christ. You're my brother in Christ. And I can encourage you with the word and believe with you and stand with you. And I get to take that with me to heaven. And so we take, I said, you know, we spend a lifetime getting the big house, the nice cars, the, the nicest, most tasteful food. <laughs> I'm not trying to think of all the best looking clothes. But we work for those things, right? Which is all good. But we can't take any of that with us to heaven. But the one thing I do get to take with me is you. 
And I don't know if that does something on the inside of you, but it sure does me. That I get to see you in heaven. I get to take you with me. When Jesus comes to get me, you're going with me. And when I get there, Carl, you'll be there with me. (laughs) So even though you've been a blessing to my life here, oh, what a greater blessing it will be when we get up over there, right? And so uh, today we're going to talk about just uh, what fasting looks like. And so it's going to be real practical because some, just to make sure everybody's on the same page, and then what it looks like to live a life unto God. And so I'm excited. Uh, and I got some family here from Florida, so it's going to be a good day. We always love having our family here. And mom is like right, right there. <laughs> she's, she's usually like back in the back or downstairs. Or <laughs> so I get to have them all right here. And uh, my niece right here with Grayson. And so it's going to be fun. Are you ready? And so, uh, let me take my glasses off. <laughs> so when we look into next year, You know, I don't know if you've seen anything, but I think there's a billboard out, and I'm not sure where it is, but when I see it, I'm like, that is is a great slogan. And it is, make this year the year. Make this year the year. And so when you think about that, Coming into a new year, 2022. And some of you may say, well, 2021 didn't look that great for me. You may say, well, God was faithful. And I pray that that is your prayer at the end. Or something you say, God was faithful. I'm still here. (laughs) My family's still here. My kids are alive and well. We're healthy. We're blessed. But some, some don't have that story. Or maybe you went through uh, some downtimes, but you came back up out of those. I'm looking at faces, and I know your stories. And so God's brought you back up. That's the faithfulness of God. And so looking into the next year, we're going to say, this is the year that. And you're going to fill in the blanks. And so this is the year that I pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. And all the men say, woo! No, I'm just kidding. This is the year that my home finds harmony. Peace and harmony are good things to have in your home, especially with a lot of kids, right? <laughs> this is the year that I experience financial stability. Maybe this is the year that I buy a new house. This is a year that I... Uh, change careers, and maybe this is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. That may be you in here. This is the year. So first, as we look to start 2022, we're going to begin the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And some of you may think, I've heard this before. Yeah, this is what we do at the beginning of every year. Some may be new and say, well, what is that all about? Prayer and fasting. And I don't know about you, but when you hear the word fasting, does it immediately say, like your body, your flesh, immediately says, oh, I'm not going to be able to eat. (laughs) But there's all kinds of ways of fasting. And so we're going to look at that. To explain it, our greatest challenge in life, 
challenges in life are due to our flesh being out of control. We'll explain that. The reason we have difficulty in our marriage is because our flesh dominates. Maybe you're irritated all the time, or maybe your spouse isn't doing what you think they should do, and so you get irritated and you start, <sighs> you, you, you. <clears throat> the list goes on. The reason that we struggle spiritually in our walk with God is because our flesh is taking the lead. So it looks like this. Have you ever said to God or determined in your heart, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to read my Bible and pray before I get ready for work. Or maybe you said, I'm going to do it at the end of the day before I go to bed. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. And you have a sincere heart. But then the alarm goes off in the morning, and you're like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Oh, but I was going to read. And have you ever said, oh, in like 10 minutes I'll get up. 15 minutes I'll get up and then I'll go read. And have you fallen back asleep? I think everybody has done that. <laughs> so no shame. <clears throat> so that's your flesh. Your spirit wants to do those things, but your flesh does not. Your flesh likes to just, hey, let's do whatever I want to do. Whatever that looks like. Sleep in, uh, eat all kinds of food. We won't talk about yesterday. <laughs> My brother-in-law was like, you know what? I think when we get back home, we're going to get on or eat better. Not necessarily diet, but eat better and trim down a little bit. I'm like, that sounds really good. <laughs> How about we all do that? <clears throat> the reason that our finances get out of control is because our flesh has desires, and therefore we spend. I think we've all been there. Spend it when maybe you don't necessarily have it to spend. And it gets out of control. <clears throat> the way this will be the year we desire is to control our flesh, but also develop our spirit man. So there's a spirit on the inside of you that is crying out for God. But if your flesh is so loud and dominating you, you can't ever feel your spirit or hear your spirit. And so uh, you can come to church, and uh, you can feel the presence of God. Anybody and everybody. The Bible says that in the last days, he is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Believers, unbelievers, people that hate God, it don't matter. They're going to sense the presence of God on the earth, and it, I believe it's even greater in his churches. But you can come to church and feel God and he, almost hear God talking to you. You can feel the Holy Spirit pulling on your spirit just as you're singing and worshiping him. But then the moment you leave, <clears throat> you go back to kind of what was. And so whatever it looks like, uh, maybe it's, man, I just watch a lot of TV. Because why do you watch a lot of TV? Because it's relaxing. Because I don't have to do anything. I can just sit in front of the TV. Maybe you're someone uh, that uh, likes food. 
maybe uh, too much. <laughs> I like food. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed uh, the cravings of your flesh? Uh, so I got sick back in October, and uh, I kept saying, man, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. I'm like the heaviest I've ever been. I'm like, I need to get this weight off. <laughs> ever been there? <laughs> but it just don't come off by itself. <laughs> and then, you know, as you get older, <clears throat> what you used to do doesn't work anymore. And you're like, okay, now I'm getting really frustrated. <laughs> so I'll just keep eating. <laughs> and so it's just like this path that you get on it's like oh lord and uh so I got sick in October and it really knocked me down for like a month and uh so I wasn't eating anything and so pastor was like telling me you need to eat I don't think he's told me that for a long time (laughs) like you really need to eat (laughs) like you probably should stop eating (laughs) and so um I had to make myself eat something, and a lot of times it was a banana, so like for the whole day I'm eating a banana. Well, in real life, I really don't do that. I mean, I don't think anybody could do that, but, um, and so I was really disciplined just because I was sick, and so the good thing out of being sick for a month is that I lost like almost 15 pounds just by not eating and just laying on the couch, (laughs) but, um, it, the amazing thing is, when I came out of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to keep with it. And, uh, you know, because I trained myself for the last month to eat like a bird. <laughs> and, so, and so that's kind of just how you're trained to do. And your stomach kind of forms to not eating a lot. But then, oh, but then, Thanksgiving came. <laughs> that wonderful holiday. <laughs> and I had every good intention but my good intention went to pot or something because we were just living, living large. And, and so I think I ate the most when we went somewhere. <clears throat> There's a place because uh, Pastor likes to go where the Choctaw Indians, you know, he's a Choctaw Indian or his heritage. And so they're really big in Durant, Oklahoma. And so we go to the districts, a place there by the Choctaws. And the kids have a lot of fun just doing, they got bowling and movie theater. They got all kinds. And they have all kinds of places to eat. I mean, every nationality, it's a smorgasbord in there. So you can take your pick. And so there's a place he really likes to go eat. I think I'm the one that uh, I had every intention not to eat, but like the sweets, like I was trying all kinds of sweets and I'm like, I, I could feel in the moment my flesh is like, <gasps> because your flesh is loud. I know you know that. <laughs> Unless you're like a baby around here. I know. <laughs> but my flesh was so loud, but you know, it only took a moment of weakness and then I constantly feel that flesh like in my eating like oh it's like my eyes are really big like oh that looks good oh that looks good oh I want some of that in just a moment isn't that wild that is wild to me that I can be disciplined but then in a moment it's just a moment of saying oh I want to eat that I want to eat that that it comes back that quick. And that is your flesh. And so prayer, excuse me, (coughs) I don't know if you can get me some water that would help. Prayer and fasting is all about getting my flesh to calm down, 
Does that make sense? Because you can do that. And where your spirit gets louder and louder and more dominant over your flesh. Hopefully that can make sense to somebody. So fasting isn't so much of removing something from your life, but what you're adding to your life spiritually. You may say, I'm going to fast candy bars. Or I'm going to fast chocolate. I'm going to fast uh, coffee. That might make your flesh healthier. Thank you so much. Can you take the lid off for me? <laughs> Thank you. Let me get a drink. See, it's all that bad eating yesterday in my throat. I was like, Bleh! <laughs> even me talking about it, <laughs> my flesh is crying. <laughs> no. But fasting isn't, isn't removing something, but it's adding something to your life. So you may say, I'm going to fast chocolate, uh, coffee, but it, that may make your flesh healthier, but it's not doing anything spiritual. It's good for your flesh, but it's not adding to your relationship with God. Fasting is being intentional with slowing things down, controlling your appetites, and that's not just food. When you look at your life, what do you do the most of? And we all have something that we tend to go to. That's normal. That's just human. In your down moments, what do you go to? Maybe it's substance. And you can hear it in the room when I say that, substance. Oh, yep. You mean a Christian? Yep. But there's help. And so uh, fasting, what is it that feeds your flesh the most? Maybe it's television or movies. Maybe it's social media. Do you always have your phone? Maybe it's the video games. Maybe it's substance, whatever it is. Fasting is being intentional to eliminate or put a pause on those things that feed your flesh and replacing the time and energy with growing spiritually. So you can fast chocolate, candy bars, coffee, which is all good. But if you're going to do that, add something to it spiritually, which means I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray today. I'm going to uh, take an hour out of watching the TV. Maybe I usually watch like four hours at night or three hours. I'm going to take an hour out of that time. And I'm going to go spend time with God. And you may say, oh, my gosh, like that's a long time. What am I going to say to God? It's always um, unnerving in the beginning. But the more you do it, the more you want to be there in that place with him. The more you read your Bible, in the beginning it can look like a bunch of words We've had people struggle and say, like, where, where should I start? Just start. Somewhere. The devil will hang you up all day long. Your flesh will hang you up all day long so that you don't do it. 
And then another day will go by. And then you know what? The devil will come with all kinds of shame and guilt, accusing you, saying, oh, look what you, you didn't even do it. You must really not love God. How are you ashamed of yourself? Well, you ought to be. <laughs> all the thoughts start. That's not God. The Bible's real clear to say the accuser of the brethren is the devil. It's not God. God loves you and draws you to him. So if you're pushing someone away, you're not drawing them. But what draws you to somebody? Their love for you. If somebody wants to give you a hug, it draws you. Someone gives you something, it draws you to them. That it draws you to the heart of love, which is the heart of God. And so that is the heart of your father. And so real simplistic, fasting, prayer and fasting is drawing you to God so that you can get closer, so that you can hear him talking to you. You know, there was times in my life where I felt the call of God, and, uh, but I just wasn't living uh, necessarily for God. I was going to church, but I just wasn't in a close relationship with God. But I knew I could sense the call. I knew the call even as a kid. Uh, you know, someone had prayed over me, a friend of my mom's, I think. We were at a church service, and uh, they prayed over me, said, you'll do great things for God, and just went on. And I was just a little kid. And so at that time, it just really didn't mean a whole lot. Like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> but I'm a kid, <laughs> you know. But then you go through all the years, and look at me now. Look what God has done. But uh, so I felt the call to go to Bible school. <clears throat> and so uh, just little old quiet Kelly, <laughs> you know, was brave. I'm going to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I had family there. Moved back, and I'm going to go to school because I could sense the call was pulling me. But I was not even aware that that's what it was. You see how good God is? That he'll lead you and he'll guide you. Lead you, guide you, not shove you and push you. <laughs> and so uh, I knew the call was there. But then as I took a step toward God, I could sense him even more. And so prayer and fasting is all about stepping closer to God. And you're no longer out here. where It just seems like a lot of people stay out here. I'll stay outside the line because then I don't feel like I have to do a whole lot. And if I step inside, oh, that's kind of scary. So I think I'm going to stay out here where it's safe. But really, it's not safe. Because when you get close to God, it's the best place you could be for yourself, for your kids, for your home, for your job. The list goes on. For your finances, I mean, for your health. See, when you stay out here, it's the constant lie from the devil. The constant lie. 
that <laughs> I don't want to fall back here, so I'm making sure where my <laughs> lines are. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but it's the constant lie that you're okay. You're okay. You go to church a little bit. You, you go to church. You're okay. Stay out here. All the while, when you come to church, you can feel the pull that God's saying, come in a little closer. Come in a little closer. Oh, a little bit more. God wants you close to his heart. And the great news is that Jesus made a way for you to come in and be close. I was thinking of that this morning, and it just made me bawl every time I thought about it. <clears throat> that here we, <coughs> excuse me, here we are, afar from God, that I don't have to stay out here. Jesus made a way for me to come and have a relationship with God, to actually talk to God, and he talks to me, that he tells me what to do, where to go, what to say, that he leads my life, that I don't have to stay back there anymore. But so many of us stay too far, and our lives are up and down, up and down, up and down. So when we think of the year 2022, it's a year to grow in God, grow spiritually, make 2022 the year. This was the year. I've seen God move on my behalf, but oh, I haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen anything yet, because in 2022, oh, God's going to raise up a standard. God's going to shine really big. Don't you want to be on his side? And if I'm close to that God, I will see him move on my behalf. And so 2022. We're going to make that the year. And so when we look at prayer and fasting, to me, it's I'm going to get closer to God. And so for me to get closer to God means I'm going to have to tell my flesh to calm down, to ease up a little bit, and I'm going to have to make it listen to me. You can do that. And a lot of that's called discipline disciplining your flesh but something to remember today we're going to take communion and something to remember is the most significant thing about Christmas is the virgin birth you might say why because the blood of a child comes from the seed of the man the immaculate conception ensured that Jesus's blood would be perfect for the covenant so over in Psalms 89 we're going to start at verse 20. Psalms 89, verse 20. Since I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil, have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established. Mine arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. 
my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. One of the greatest enemies we're facing today is fear. Fear of sickness. It's all over the news. Fear of failure. Fear of loneliness. Fear of poverty. Seen those prices lately? <laughs> you think about it when you get out there, huh? The fear that I got to scrimp, I got to save. Saving, I am all for saving. But fear can set in like, Lord, are you going to be there? This fear is passed down through the generations. God said he'd defeat our enemies, even fear. Why? Because over in Psalms 89, now we're going to move up and do one through three. It says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. This is to all generations, not just you. It was to the generation before you. It's to the generation behind you. And then to that generation and that it keeps going. God's faithfulness, God's covenant. Why does God defend you? He made a covenant with you by the blood of Jesus. Do you see how powerful his blood is? That it rescues you. It's bigger than you. That's why this year, next year, is going to be that year. Because we have a covenant, and we're going to remember his covenant all year long. When maybe we take a step back, nope, I have a right to be in this place. When I start feeling thoughts of fear, like, oh, dear God, look at the gas prices Look at this. Look at that. I have all these kids. What am I going to do? Lord, I thank you that I have a covenant with you, and you're faithful to me, and you're going to take care of me and take care of my kids. Do you know, I told you before that money can show up. God can get you money anywhere. God's not limited to your job, to this or that. God has no limits. But all he asks you to do is believe him. Over in Psalms 89, verses 28 through 35, it says, My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. 
Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, not suffer my faithfulness to fail. God loves you. He made a way through Jesus. Even when you miss the mark, his loving kindness he'll not take from you. He will not allow because of what Jesus did. He cannot allow his faithfulness to fail you. And see, when you're, when you're standing on this edge on the outside, those are just words to you. And you think, wow, that's good. But when you're on the inside, close to him, those words mean something. And they do something on the inside of you. And you just want to say, God, I love you. Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for making a way where there wasn't a way, but you became the way for me. Thank you for your blood that you shed. Thank you for the sacrifice that you gave for me so that I could be blessed, so that the generations behind me could know the faithfulness of God. And it, it could just go on and on and on and on. That's how good God is. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. You are seed that is from that generation. This is why God said, put yourself in remembrance of what Jesus did for you. So we're, we're going to get ready to take communion. They're going to bring the kids. They're going to come back in. And so they're, if they're in the big kids class, they're going to come back in. If your child is in preschool or younger, uh, they'll stay in their classes. We're okay with kids taking communion. It is up to uh, the parents if you want your kid or not. They, are, they talk about it in the kids' class, and so they are aware of why, why we do it, what it's about, and uh, simplistic. When I was a kid, I took communion. I didn't have all the things uh, understood like we do as adults, but I knew why I was taking communion. And so uh, we make that available. And now as an adult, I really understand communion. But I'm thankful that I got to partake and share in it with my family. And so this is a time, a day, for you to look ahead in the year 2022. We're making this the year. It only gets better from this point. This is going to be the year that you finish it. When you, you bring your family together, this is the year that my girls and my son are on fire 
for God. They're on fire, but your fire can grow. And a lot of that is my fire. So I'm believing that this next year is the year that we as a church are on fire for God. You may say, what in the world does that mean? That sounds horrible. (laughs) All that means is I have such a heart for God and a desire to see the things in the plan of God prevail that I I worship God. That no matter what comes against me, uh uh-uh, my God is for me, so who can be against me now? I am closer to God. You know, when someone comes to visit you or you go visit somebody, and uh, maybe it's somebody that's kind of distant, you don't really talk to them, and uh, maybe it's just a neighbor down the road, and you're like, oh, hi, nice to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you. Yeah, okay, bye. And you walk away like, oh, it's good to see them. But then there's somebody that you know, that you talk to, they're close to you. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a mom or dad. Maybe, maybe it's a friend. You know, I have a friend that God just brought us together. She lives in Tennessee. And we've only known each other for a few years, but it feels like we've known each other for 20 years. And she says the same thing. But, you know, I get to see her in January, and my heart can't wait to see her, can't wait to be with her. The reason I'm getting choked up is because the more I say that I'm thinking of God, when you know God and you're close to him, you can't wait to be with him again. You don't, you're not satisfied with being out here on this line. Oh, no, not anymore. That doesn't do it for you because your heart is on fire for God and it pulls you to step in closer to God. And so I'm believing that this next year is that year. Nobody left out, nobody on the sidelines. You know, because we always have a lot of people on the sidelines. Nobody on the sidelines, everybody in, finding out what my purpose is and what God has for me. Amen? Can we do that? We can lead others in our church. So as we take communion this morning, we're going to make this the year. Well, that's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.